Okay, they are, maybe they are busier than you, but copying them isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do to make you know you busier? What are we going to do to build your business? How are we going to make you stand out? And it's all this idea of aligning differently yeah. and thinking differently. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Sid, do you want to introduce our listeners to one of our favorite podcast sponsors? Absolutely. This episode is sponsored by Card Shears, a reputable brand born in Switzerland, created by Mike Card. Why do we love Card Shears so much? Card Shears are made with the highest end and most durable Japanese steel that work for dry and wet cutting. We decided to team up with Card because of their unique approach to handcrafted shears, customer service, and a simple love for the hairdresser. Tap the link in the episode description to receive a special DTH promotion for your new shears. You are going to love them. I just got a new customized booking website. That's genius. Yeah, Gloss Genius. Gloss Genius has one of the lowest processing fees in the industry at 2.6% with no hidden fees and free same-day deposits. DTH listeners get their first month free on us as well as your very own stunning credit card reader, an $80 value. To sign up, visit dth.glossgenius.com. I don't think people realize that non-business related things can ruin their business. I would say most things that ruin business are non. Mm -hmm. Like they, everybody thinks like if you were to say top five things that would ruin your business, they would say. Budget. Budget, staff, benchmarks aren't being met, no clientele, natural disaster. Yeah, but the reality is like what's actually missing, like what's causing it? Emotional intelligence or lack thereof, judgment, jealousy, reactivity, ego, all of those things. Fear. Really. It's all emotions. Yeah, the emotions of it all are really the thing that can crush it all. Yeah. But specifically judgment. This is an interesting one. Because I think everyone, we could go so far deep with this. I think people have like a version of what judgment means mm-hmm. in their mind. Well, because we're human. We naturally judge. Yeah. Or if people you, listening are judging. Like, and we also live in a society now. It's like, oh, don't judge. No shaming. No yeah. nothing. But like, there are different types of judgment. But. It's not that there's like specific judgments, but I will say judgment is the fast track to failure because with judgment comes comparison, Mm -hmm. which is a huge thing. I um, am going to compare myself to every salon within a mile of me. I'm going to... Social media. Judge my worth and value based on social media. I'm going to judge my pricing based on what I think my clients can afford. I'm going to judge... I'm also going to judge what my clients make mm-hmm. or can afford. Like, everything is... When we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, judgment and assumptions, they're kind of all mm-hmm. mixed together. And I think a lot of judgment in our industry is self-focused. Yeah. For example, I remember being in the salon, and I like I like doing color. I like doing, like, balayage and stuff but I really focus on cutting but I remember when Vivids came out and I was like I this is a world I don't one I'm not 
interested in it, but also like I don't want to learn it. And yeah. then Instagram Which, started showcasing vivids. And then you feel left behind. And then I was too. like, oh, I'm like, I should be doing it. I feel Even that way as a colorist in a razor cutting world. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the thing that people don't realize is that this judgment is bigger than it's a bigger elephant in the room than they believe. Yeah. And a lot of times when you focus on that, when you kind of remove all the garbage and you flick the lights on, you're like, oh, crap. Like, this is what's left that I need to focus on. And I think judgment even goes deeper into cancel culture. People make assessments and judge based off of a sentence, based off a headline when they don't read. Cancel culture. Okay, let's let's talk about this for a minute. One... There are some things that should be changed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can can like I don't think we can cancel awareness harassment. Is, I think yeah. we can change it, mm-hmm. but you can't just cancel it. Yeah. Like I get what I get where the idea of canceling comes from. Mm-hmm. Like we're not doing that. We need to remove some of these toxic behaviors. Yeah. But within itself, cancel culture has become toxic. Yeah. Where if you mess up in the eye of anything. You're done. You're done. And lives are ruined. Jobs, families destroyed. People have committed suicide over this, over a mistake. And when you really think behind the scenes, mistakes that you've made or things that you've done or said, it's not that they didn't need to be called out, talked about, educated upon, changed and transformed, but how it could really crush you. And we do this a lot in business is we make an assessment, we make a judgment, and we believe that's the only way, without doing research, without questioning it. You and I are taught very young to question everything. Yeah. So that's a lot of where our company came from because we're like, why do we have to do it that way? Yeah, and I think can- cancel culture is stemming from a society of people that are looking for people to have consequences. Mm-hmm. Like someone did something wrong, there should be a consequence. Yeah. And because we usually that usually doesn't happen... Cancel culture was born, which was fine. If there's not going to be consequences, the consequence is going to be that society is shunning you. Mm-hmm. Which I understand. Again, I understand that has to happen sometimes. But you shared a really cool story on Clubhouse, on one of the clubhouses we did on this topic about oh, about justice, about justice, and yeah. that was such a great transformation of judgment. Yeah. So I'm someone who I love cancel culture. As long as it's not me. <laughs> well, for the but I, purpose of justice. Yeah, I like justice. I like like when, you did something horrible. And you this, should pay that price. Yeah. Like I like when justice is served mm-hmm. in big ways and in small ways. Like if you did something wrong to me, I want you to feel the pain of that. Right? It's almost vengeful for me. Like I want you to. I want it to be just what you caused. You should experience. I love is, that you're bringing this up because I think so many people feel this way. And they don't talk about it. Yeah. And during, like... Not that it's right. The it's resurgence just... of, like, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and the women's marches and all the these... Two movement. Yeah, all these things I was like, oh, this is my up right up my alley of, like, let's get justice. And there should be justice for those things. However, I also have that mentality in, like, if someone, you know, wastes my time, like, I want to waste their time. I have mm-hmm. this, like vengeful behavior that I have. And my teacher one time told me, she's like, you really like justice. You really like when you like things to be fundamental. You you went left when you should have gone right. And because you did that, there should be a consequence to that. And she said, but the punishment 
for getting justice is also receiving justice. Mm -hmm. How many times have you gotten away with things that you should have received a heavy consequence for? Um, I don't think I've done anything to the extent that... No, but it could be minute of yeah. consequence of your actions of being reactive in a relationship. Right. It could be getting mad at a client for getting upset about your price raise, or and then you're like, oh, I want to feel valuable, right? Like, it could be <laughs> any of yeah. those minute things. It doesn't have to be something... So it, had, it made me think about, like, thank God there's not a lot of justice, because if there was always justice, I would be dealing with my own consequences all the time. So Can it's, you imagine? I mean, I think... A, Everybody listening, think on a daily basis, even if it's very small, places that you have, you should have received justice back for making extreme judgments or for being Saying something mean, you shouldn't have said. Or, yeah, or being mean to someone or doing something like that. And then what that, if you were to receive instant justice, it'd be, what that would The it'd, world would end in about... 2.5 seconds. Yeah, yeah. If we were, if the world was actually built without time and mercy, we would be done. Mm-hmm. That's like the point of being human, right? Is to the, the, learn and grow and yeah, transform. The point of time. Mistakes. The point of having time. I made a mistake. I now have now I have time before that consequence shows up. Mm-hmm. I can do the work if I choose to 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 solve it or to lessen. How did you transform justice? How did I transform it? I don't think I have transformed it. I think that that lesson that I learned from my teacher is kind of just what goes on repeat. Um, when I see something, I guess I have transformed it. I think I'm... I think I think This is so. a tough one. I think I'm still still working on it. It's well, still it's, there, yeah. obviously. Um, well, you can't... Everybody... I feel like something, like, when people are like, people can change, it's like, no, it's always there. You're choosing not to react to that's that the, deepness. That's the transformation, is that something happens and I'm, now I'm deciding... Do I actually want to go into that route? It's mm-hmm. an emotional, emotionally intelligent thought process. Sometimes I still go there. Like there are times where I think someone should feel the consequence of their actions. Like if there's someone who murdered someone. Like yeah. when I watch things on TV or the news. I'm like, okay, there's this is a big deal. There needs to be justice for this family and all that. I don't even try to put myself in their shoes. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I don't and even I want also, to be in their shoes. I think there's I, a lot of understanding. It's not um, like justice will be served in whatever way. And I love that our teacher said, like, can you imagine if you received that? I My breakthrough with her was jealousy. Right. And my judgment came from a place of jealousy, which is a place of lack. And so, therefore, I was actually stopping myself in my tracks of being jealous of someone that got an opportunity that I thought I should have had or... When I didn't do the work to really earn that opportunity, right. I just wanted it. Right. Or someone that got a bigger paycheck or someone that got a raise. or something. You know, I think about all these moments in my career where jealousy, even jealousy in relationships, right? Like someone taking something away from me created so much jealousy. And the lesson in that was to really shift into what's mine is mine. Mm-hmm. And you cannot, you cannot take that away. So everything that is in my life, the good and the bad, is mine to deal with. But not only that, the best advice I got on jealousy, and if you want to transform it, is being so happy for the person that received the thing as if it happened to you. And so I started doing that. Like, I remember even in the beginning when you and I moved to New York and you were getting more editorial opportunities, like there's jealousy around that. And I was like, I want that. And now I'm so thankful because I didn't want that at all. (laughs) Once I got to experience it, I was like, fuck this. But... (laughs) 
I, I started to just transform all of that with, I need to be happy for this person as if it was happening to me. And then when I started to shift into that, I still have the jealousy. That's the thing. It's like those emotions that we talk about don't go away. I still was fucking jealous. But instead of reacting to the jealousy and getting resentful and getting mean and wasting all my energy and all this BS, I was like, I'm going to be happy for that person and know that I'm going to get what's mine when it's time for me to receive that. And I have to keep focusing on what's working. And I think when people think about their businesses as a whole, they compare themselves to everyone else. Yeah. And it's so ridiculous. Like, assumptions are made, comparisons. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes. My favorite is when, this happens a lot with social media, is uh, somebody will post, our year is booking up and, you know, we don't have very many spaces left, so make sure you book your appointment. Mm -hmm. That's to clients. But the, the hairdressers in the area that are reading that are like, Oh, my books aren't booking out. Yeah. And then I'm like, and neither are theirs. Yeah. It's, it's just, just a, a marketing, marketing tactic. <laughs> but, I, but I was like, the amount of time and energy you're wasting on even, that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is. It's jealousy. It's assumptions. It's judgments. It's self-judgment. It's all these things. And then from all of that bullshit, you then start making the worst business decisions you've ever made. Mm-hmm. You're like, we're not, we're not busy, so now we're going to offer a discount to everyone. Okay, so now we're getting Groupon people that don't want to actually pay. They're never going to come back. They just want to deal. Like, that's the problem with judgment is that it it makes you do weird things. Jealousy makes you do weird things. Mm-hmm. Assuming that other people are doing well and you're not makes you take weird actions. Yeah. It's the it's a absence of emotional intelligence. It's the absence of critical thinking. And that's what social media has been that's kind of what it's meant to do is to get you to react. Yeah, that's its this is sole job. purpose is reactions. Everything think about it. Like we like, we comment, we share. It's all in a re- it's all a reaction. There's not nothing actually conscious. You can use these platforms consciously. I'm not saying that there's not a way and a rhyme and a reason, but well, I look at it. The reality is, you don't. We we I look zone at out with it. Other, you know, companies like us, and I look at what they post. I think we try to post as consciously as possible disruptive things. Yeah. Well, we want to create desire. Right. Disruptive things make you think. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, you look at other companies that are just, they're just posting pictures of hair or they're just posting another class coming up. Right? And it's kind of just like, there's no consciousness here. It's just buy this thing, like this thing. Feel this way. Feel this way. Do this. I think what we've tried to do with our company, even with social media, is what do you, like, think what do you think? Like, think more and tell us what you think and grapple with what, you, what you've what you been taught versus what we're telling you. And I think that's what's going to create... We want to pull the blinders off and not a lot of people like that. Exactly. I think that's what happened. You know, it, it, for anyone that's gone to school uh, or like college or something, a really good college is one that makes you think. Mm-hmm. Not one that... I think of high school where like you were trained to test. Like, these are the answers. Memorize them. And then do the test. Mm-hmm. And then I think when you go into higher education, it's like, it's not really a, it's not really like memorize. It's like you're building your your critical thinking skills. And I think that that's what we're trying to do in the hairdressing world is, it's not this or that. It's what if we make changes? What if you do it differently? Mm-hmm. Okay, they are, maybe they are busier than you, but copying them isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do to make you know you busier? What are we going to do to build your business? How are we going to make you stand out? And it's all this idea of salonning differently. 
yeah. and thinking differently. It's not about removing judgment. It's what you do with that judgment. Because the judgment is there to challenge you. Like, I'm, you're probably judging our vulnerable stories right now. You're probably judging this podcast. <laughs> I'm judging you that you're judging me, right? It, it's a natural thing. But it's, like to the person who put on our on our podcast comments that we don't like other people's opinions. Yeah, I'm like that's all we deal with. I'm like that's, I want that's literally all we. I talk literally about. we ask you all the time what you want us to talk about. <laughs> but I judged listen. her, and I I want to shake. But that's okay. I mean, and and she ju- you know like that's the thing. It's it's not like we're criticizing judgment. We're asking you to look at what you can do with that judgment, and I think that's the thing that people don't see. There's your opinion. There's someone else's opinion, and then there's the truth. And people don't take the time to figure out what that truth is or how they can change it. I did this exercise with my students on judgment um, a long time ago. I should probably do it again. But I made them be really aware of how they were judging. So, I mean, we do it all day long. At the time, I was living in New York City, and I would ride the train, and you see some crazy things on the subway. And I would judge that person like, oh, what are they wearing? Or what do you, and I don't know anything about this person and I'm just judging them. Like we all do it. And the way that you transform it is to think, wow, I don't have the confidence to pull that off. Like that must be nice for them to pull off that, you know, outfit or I don't have this or that, or, you know, like you have to switch it. Like maybe I don't know their story. Maybe they're tired because they're working five jobs. Maybe they're, you know, whatever the thing is. And So my students started practicing transforming that judgment. And again, it wasn't about removing the judgment. It was about using it to think differently. Like almost as like a, oh, judgment's in. It's time to transform. And the more they did that, the more they got practice, the more they were able to, the judgment kind of subsided because they weren't coming from a place of lack of confidence or lack in general. I'm trying to find this quote to sum up what you're saying, mm-hmm. which I can't find it. it. It's an old, it's an old. An oldie but goodie. Yeah, it's really old. <laughs> it's basically, the tr- the bo- there was a boy who stole an apple. Mm-hmm. There's the truth that the, bo- the boy, the, a boy stole an apple and the boy ate the apple. The truth is the boy stole and the, and the truth is that he ate it. Mm-hmm. But then there's the real truth, which was that the boy was hungry, now give him an apple. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's like there's, there's multiple levels of judgment. There's multiple levels of truth. Because if they, you thought, oh, the boy stole an, he apple. Stole an apple, he's a bad guy. But if you're like, he's starving. Give him the apple. Exactly. Right? They're like, like, let him steal it. What's what's true? Yeah. It's all true. But what judgment-wise, which one is the most proactive? Yeah. I think I want to share like a little, a little thing um, that I think is really helpful if you can remember it. But... I like to pause sometimes and break this down, but it says, before you judge, think. So is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? So you're basically breaking down think. But you're also um, never going to talk again. Yeah, you wouldn't. Because <laughs> anytime I have judgment, is it true? No. Is what I'm about to say going to be helpful or what I'm about to do based on this judgment or assumption going to be helpful? Probably not. Is this inspiring? Mm, no, it's going to create a lot of chaos when I don't really know the truth. Is it necessary? Probably not. I think I can focus my energy on other things. And is it kind? No, I'm really going to hurt someone. But even with that, you need to be emotionally intelligent. For sure. For example, a narcissist might think that they hit all those things yeah, all the time. It is true. <laughs> it is kind. It is necessary. 
<laughs> so it's important. Yeah, that's it's a great step to take when you're when you're trying to decide if you should talk. Our teacher also taught us like we have a every person has a limited amount of words. Mm-hmm. With science, we think like okay, we're gonna die at a certain age. We have a certain amount of years. Spiritually, we have a certain amount of words. And the more you and the way that she said it was, your negative words take up time. Mm-hmm. Your positive words don't take up time. They don't add time, but they don't take up time. And so the more that someone is ne- the more someone speaks negatively, the more the less time that person has. You're and literally killing yourself. Killing yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a consciousness thing. Like if your negative words are slowly taking away the time that you have, but your positive words are just maintaining the time that you have, it's it's an interesting way of just you know kind of thinking about what your words are actually doing. Forget about what they're doing to other people. They are that's all, that's another form of chaos, but what are they doing to your own energy? I mean, there's, we could get really energetic and woo-woo, which I, I love to dive into sometimes. And But if we could do like, if I could talk about a science experiment and I can't think of the person, but it was a water experiment. Do you know what I'm talking about? So they basically took water and they said really negative things to the water. Oh, Emoto, Dr. Emoto. Yes. And then the positive water, uh, or the other water, they said positive things and how it crystallized differently and mm-hmm. the effects it had on plants. And when you think about us, we are filled with water. So every yeah. negative thing we hear, like even listening to, you know, the news or listening to gossip or listening. They even put different music, yeah, like they water did. and different music. Mm-hmm. Like classical music had different crystallization, like rock music had different crystallization. And they put different words, and they talked to it. It was a really crazy. I think it's called the Power of Water. Yeah, there's a book. Power of Water. I think. Yeah, and it's it's super cool to think because we are made up of water. So when you think about that, like, how are the words we hear on a daily basis, whether it's from a partner, or what we're telling ourselves, or who we're surrounding ourselves with, how are they affecting us as plants? There's another. Human plants. There's another like spiritual idea that you can tell the way that someone speaks based on the way the walls of their house are Mm. because their words get stuck on the walls and they'll have leaks and they'll have holes and they'll have Ah. like the walls start to kind of deteriorate yeah and the people that are speaking positively the walls hold up very strong i love that so it's like you walk into a house (laughs) like change your ways now we're gonna get messages that are like while I was listening to this, my pipe burst. Yeah. Again, there it's it's not about being mystical. It's about change. It's about looking at these things differently, not just from stop judging. Yeah. Because we're not going to. No. But what are the consequences of it? How does it affect us? And using these different ideas with the water, and um, which is more scientific, and using the ideas with, you know, how many words we have left as a person, and the walls in a house. It's just about giving you perspective of how it changes your environment. So this before is a deep you one. judge, think. And then we gotta go deep sometimes. I you and I coach from experience and we have coaches we've had coaches for so long and I think that's you know, we our coaches hold us accountable. We we know that's a big part of our success is because we have people challenging us, you know, pushing us to be vulnerable, sharing these experiences with you guys. It's not about being perfect and I think a lot of people try to do that. It's about, am I doing the work? And am I holding my students accountable to doing the work that they should be doing? And I think that's what makes the, the coaching world system round. spin is not about being perfect, 
but being I would aware. I love to be perfect. Oh, you'd be miserable. You'd probably create chaos out of boredom, right? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Marbles. Just carry around a bag of marbles. Like, hey, can you uh, give me two marbles for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) What if everything was an exchange? Like, everything is an exchange. But in a different way. What if it wasn't money? Like, what if if a Louis Vuitton was like like 25,000 marbles? Yeah. Like, what if you were like, (laughs) okay, you can have this handcrafted leather bag for the exchange of knowledge? Mm